Hello, and welcome to the Player to Prospect podcast. The following episode features a conversation with Thomas Walker, the associate head coach and recruiting coordinator at San Jose State University. To support the podcast, all follows, ratings, and reviews are appreciated. And now I present to you Thomas Walker. Well, the first thing I want to ask was just kind of how the fall went. Um, that's that's pretty basic. You guys probably have just wrapped up the fall, as most programs yeah. have. So uh, just tell me a little bit about that, how the fall went, basically. Yeah, the fall was good. You know, we have an older group this year, so it was kind of it was kind of nice for us as coaches to, I would say, like trust trust the captains and trust the leadership a little bit, mm. um, let them kind of steer the ship. And I think at the same time, you know, with that, um, there was a little bit more of a hands-off approach with some freshmen, right? And you kind of mm. let them grow up and kind of take some lumps on their own. And, you know, personally, I, I went through it as a player, seen it a time or two, and I think, you know, when you make some mistakes, you know, you can learn from them quicker, right? And I think those are, you know, the characteristics of the kids we recruit too at the same time, right? You know what I mean? Kids mm -hmm. that, that do want to learn from mistakes and, and do well learning from their own mistakes. And I, I think it's kind of important in becoming a man and just the whole college baseball process. So I thought yeah. it was a good fall, you know, with, with the older group. I, I'm kind of excited for them. You know, we played two fall games, played against Santa Clara and Stanford. And it's always a good test to play locally like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's good. You know, I, I think we like our group and we're excited for the spring. I think it kind of just comes down to uh, to the the execution of it all, right? And so mm -hmm. um, no, we're excited and, and, and healthy and, and hoping for even more health, right? Um, mm -hmm. Always. Um, and so yeah. that, that, that's another piece of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but no, things are good. That's good. I mean, you mentioned the amazing luxury of having an older uh, group of players that you can, you know, kind of steer the young guys maybe to, uh, to lean on. Do you tell those younger guys to lean on the older guys to kind of look after them? Because I think that's something that a lot of young guys should be doing, but maybe don't know they need to be doing maybe as freshmen or just first year players, maybe JUCO transfers too. Do you, do, do you direct them toward the players more so? Yeah, I would say there's like different ways as a coaching staff, you try to direct mm -hmm. them like indirectly, if you will, you know what I mean? In terms of, you know, you know, small group work that we might do in the classroom or even just mm -hmm. how you match up the teams or the hitting groups. But, you know, I would say even at the end of this fall, you know, I, you know, I think it was definitely a topic of conversation and exit meetings to, to really mm -hmm. point, you know, some younger players in the direction of older players we think that they should be relying on and asking for their help or, or following, you know, and I think it's just a credit to some of our older guys who are doing things the right way and doing things the way, you know, Coach Sampolipo wants them to be done and, and a product of them, you know, Coach and, and some players being together for, you know, quite a few years now, right, with COVID. And so, I mean, we've got a six-year senior on the team who's getting a master's degree, right? And so yep. um, he's been around. He's been around the program longer than I have. So. You're talking about Jack? Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. We go way back. Uh, yeah. Utah Marshall's actually going into freshman year. That was – that was fun. Um, but, you know, we can uh, we can talk about them later. But uh, does that carry into the season as well when you say, you know, you have older guys with that leadership kind of role? I've heard coaches talk about, you know, a player led program. Um, is that sort of the goal with what you guys are going for once it goes in season? Yeah, I would say like, you know, to kind of take it a step further, like a player led culture. Right. Um, okay. in terms of like, you know, like what, what it is, like what it is they, they want the identity to truly be right. Cause at the end of the day, as much as I want it, as much as coach Kev wants as a pitching coach or flip, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's only, it's only going to be what they want at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As hard as they're going to push it. Um, and so for me, I think that's something we're kind of always searching for and, and striving to improve even if you know what I mean. Um, it's just yeah. like their, their everyday want, right? Because I, I and, and I'm not trying to like take the onus or, or, or take the, take the uh, blame off of us as staff by any means here. I, I just think, you know, 
they're wanting it as players. They're pushing each other, their drive, their motivation at practice. It's so much more than anything I can ever bring. You know what I mean? At the end of the mm-hmm. day, like as, as highly as I do think of myself at times, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I, I don't matter at that point, right? And so I think that's the one thing I think I've benefited from as coach, right? You get to watch that on a daily basis. I don't think that's something that we have necessarily brought. I think it's something that our, our guys have. And so I, I, yeah. I appreciate it. You know, I get to see it firsthand. I really get to appreciate it. Yeah, I the way I see it is the coaches kind of set the standard and then the players raise that bar or they, you know, they they do with it whatever they can or whatever they, you know, whatever they're capable of doing, right? So like in terms of your fall, set, kind of setting that standard in the fall, maybe on like a day-to-day sort of dynamic, how do you guys uh, like implement your standard? You know, I think it starts, it starts like immediately for us kind of how we build out the fall, right? We start, you know, we get mm-hmm. them set the classes and weights and kind of like ease into the baseball side of it. It starts with that first piece, right? Like showing up on time, first mm-hmm. meeting, showing up on time to weights and understanding what on time really means, right? Because if you show up for something at eight and at eight, well, it already started at eight, right? And I think everyone learns that quickly their freshman year in every baseball program, right? And so just kind of building building those building blocks right there, right? Because before you even get to the four-on-ones and even get to the swings and the playing of catch and, and all that other stuff, like it's the doing things the right way. And so we have a lot mm-hmm. of team meetings, you know what I mean? We're starting to do like, you know, some thoughtful small group things where you, mm. you have to critically think, right? Um, and so it's just getting them to understand just what is expected of them on a daily basis. And for us personally, I think it just once again goes back to the older players because, you know, having them all show up to a first meeting and they're there 15 minutes early and dress, you know, mm-hmm. properly with their hair combed because they actually got up this morning and made breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think just those small, subtle cues start it right, right at the beginning with your players. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the practice structure. Right. And, and the beautiful part of some of the NCAA rules and the, and the small groups is like, yeah, you're, you're listing out small groups in specific little times throughout mm-hmm. the, the morning or the afternoon. Right. And it's like, you know, you show up as 18 years old and you see this intricate little schedule everyone's got to show up at this specific time so that they can have time with coach. Like you're like, Oh, like I need to be focused. Right. And so um, I think part of it is yes, the culture, part of it is older guys. Like they help Mm -hmm. that piece. And I think part of it is just how you have to schedule so that you can still get to class and go to study hall and, you know, Mm -hmm. have a social life, maybe make it to the football game on Friday or Saturday. Right. Um, And so like, like once you see that initial schedule, I think it's kind of that first eye opening thing. And then, you know, as you get into the fall and the inner squads start happening and the competition ticks up, I mm-hmm. think that's the next piece to where you learn the standard. And that's when you start really playing those inner squads. And uh, maybe you have, you know, your weekly inner squad teams, right. And, you know, you're competing for something at the end of the week, whatever it is, the captains may decide, you know, that's not something the coaches can decide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think that's where the next piece ticks up is, you know, you see how much a four inning inner squad on a Tuesday really matters to your program when you mm-hmm. have two dugouts kind of going back and forth. And I think the beauty of that is, you know, putting on uniforms and, you know, turning it on the scoreboard. Right. And, mm. um, you know, I think coach Sam Flippel just does a really good job of, you know, kind of, you know, calling out how the inner squad is going with a rather loud voice and, and kind of keeping people engaged in that manner. And I, I think it all kind of plays into the standard, right? Because once you figure out how to, you know, handle your life on an everyday basis, school, homework, practice time, mm-hmm. the next piece of it for us is competition and understanding how we are going to compete. Um, and how we are going to compete at the same time, because I think that's the other piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not letting mistakes slide as a coach, you know what I mean? And, and making sure everyone kind of hears them, regardless of who makes, you know what I mean? Even if it is the, our, our boy Jack, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the next piece of it, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the fall, it's so tough because you want to kind of put everything in one bin. You know, you got the competitive side, you got the development side. I mean, you've got to build like the culture and the team chemistry. Um, I want to ask about the development side specifically. Do you guys focus on that more um, kind of in a separate sort of format where it's like, okay, for hitters, right? Like we're working on like skill building or something like that, or is it kind of just integrated into like the inner squads maybe? Um, kind of just curious the way you guys go about developing in the fall. Yeah, I would say that there's definitely like a two-part street, right? Like when you're when you're starting with the four-on-ones and the small groups, it's very easy to be very you know, development focused on the individual and not necessarily like the team development or the team defense or the team offense, right? So like yes. you're in those small groups, like that's the easiest time to get it going. Um, I think the beauty of, you know, maybe the internet and some of our like youth and maybe some of the stuff people may bag on, like it's also the negative, like I, I'll say it's the first one, like some of my kids watch too many hitting gurus on Twitter, too many yep. of them, but like at the same time, yep. like there's some good ones, right? And they learn some good stuff and they, they get hungry for knowledge. And like, I don't want to take that away from them either. Right. And so like, mm -hmm. like part of like that generation is, it's like, I think, I think the conversation I listen to my hitters have now is a little different to the conversation like we used to have as hitters even 10 years ago right mm -hmm. um and i don't know if it is because of the the mass information you can get on the internet or not but like i do think they think a little more critically than at least i was thinking you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and a little more of like you know actual thoughts and body movements and you know i, I just kind of like I, I think like the average 18 year old is a little more advanced than i may have been and some of my buddies may have been at that time right and so like yeah their immediate knowledge from it for it like makes it very easy for us never to turn it off so like we can be in the team phase where it's mm -hmm. pretty team oriented and we're spending less time one-on-one -on -one, and like you can have that at bat and we can go sit and talk in the dugout real quick about it right and i think that's the beauty of it is like their brains aren't turning off of it very quickly um, and they're hungry for it and so it makes it easy for me as coach to have that conversation and like it doesn't have to be super hard press, right? Because when someone's going through something mechanical at the plate, like I think it's a lot easier to talk about it than it is to like just get frustrated. Because trust me, I get frustrated. You know, I want my shortstop to homer with the best of them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. At times he just pops up too much. You know what I mean? Um, and so like for me, like I, I, I appreciate the conversations we're able to have. Um, I think with certain players, like everyone's just different. There's that piece of it too, right? Mm -hmm. Like some kids are very easy to talk to and some kids aren't. Some kids are easy to talk about external versus internal. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I think for me, like the beginning part of how my boss loves setting up the fall really starts it and sets that groundwork for us. And like, yeah, for me, it's, it's a lot of body movements. You know what I mean? Like it, it's talking through things. Like I'm a big talker. Like I want you to explain okay. to me what you're feeling and what you see when we put it on a camera. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's us trying things, you know what I mean? And I, I want each hitter to take ownership of what it is they're trying to accomplish. And so, like, you know, I, I love how hungry it is our group is. I love how knowledgeable they are. Like, I think they do a very good job of voicing what it is they feel and do and what it is they're trying to do. Like, I don't ever feel like I can walk by a cage, see a couple guys hitting, and there isn't a conscious thought going through what they're already wanting to go accomplish. Mm. So, like, for us, like, I think the groundwork starts really early. And, like, you know, you get that new freshman group in and, you know, you get them talking and understanding what it is they do well and you let them fail in some inner squads before really starting to talk, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's the other part, right? Like if you hit, you know, 400 and you just walk out of bed hitting 400 every day, like who am I as coach to tell you to do anything, you know what I mean? And so like, yeah, 
for a few of our freshmen, I think like that first couple of weeks, they're like, well, why don't you say something? Like, tell me to do something, tell me to do something. And I'm like, you haven't played yet. You haven't failed. So how, how why am I, why am mm-hmm. I going to be here hammering you home? What we're trying to do is get you talking and get you communicating to us what it is you do and why you like doing it and what you see and how you see it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the next part of that is like, I really do like listening to them talk to each other. I think like, you know, I don't think it's older versus younger, younger versus older. I just think it's, it's good mm-hmm. hitting conversation amongst the cage, right? And I, I just took it solely focused on offense. I just left the whole glove out of the field, <laughs> just much like my playing career. So um, I, I think that was uh, that was just a little piece of it, I guess you would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like that you're talking about communication because I think that's something that needs to be emphasized in a program. I want to talk specifically about communication and technology because, like you said, these kids are knowledgeable, right? Like they have everything at their fingertips. Do you guys like to talk uh, with the technology too? I'm going to assume that you kind of have to use like good communication technology, or I guess I should say um, when you're using technology to like evaluate or develop, um, how much of it is on them and like the communication side there, or is it just kind of like you telling them like what you see? I would say like uh, a little bit of both, to be honest with you, right? Like, um, I would say, thankfully, you know, with the lack of tech that we have at times, right? Like we, I would say mm. in our program specifically, like there, there is a lower end of the technology scale, um, makes it a little bit easier in terms of like, for someone who maybe doesn't get it at a higher level in, in terms of myself to, to communicate, right? But at the same time, like, like you're saying, like they understand technology, right? Like they go home and hit with hitting coaches. They go to different places and hit in the off season or mm-hmm. they play at summer ball certain places. And so like, yeah, like I think that's the other beauty of summer ball, right? We are talking about the Northwoods before we got on this and that's another mm-hmm. thing they've added, right? They got track man in all the ballparks. So like, you know, you send a kid home and you're talking about, yeah, actually trying to hit the ball in the air a little bit more because, you know, when you look at the number and the ball gets hit in the air, he gets more hits and he's got a higher batting average like there's some sense in that right and then you go and see that like yeah throughout the course of 150 at bats like you were actually able to raise an exit velocity or a launch angle or whatever it is you're specifically looking at but like Mm. different things like that i would say come into play with us a little bit more you know what i mean um i would say videos like just like the like being able to like see whatever is happening Mm. you know whether it's in game or in the cage like i think is like the greatest tool for us our program and these hitters um, but I would say like, that's the one part when you really get specific into tech, like, you know, they go and hit at different places in the off season. And I really encourage them to try different things and listen to all hitting coaches and people who are knowledgeable about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I do hear that one more than anything is guys coming home or sending me video or sending me more things. You know what I mean? Like we have, you know, portable track man. So we're tracking stuff in the inner squads and things like that as coaches. Um, but outside of the, like me looking to see like, yeah, like, do you hit the, do you hit for a higher average or do you drive in more runs, you know? you create more runs when you hit the ball in the air. Like, you know, I, I am pretty much into that. I'll, I'll keep it pretty simple there. My, you know, might get yelled at later when my boss sees it, but it's fine. <laughs> well, you mentioned like when kids go home for the off season and also like right now, like I'm sure kids are finishing up finals. Um, there's this period where everyone's going home for a little bit and then they come back. Do you guys have a, like a protocol that, you know, like a, maybe a training schedule you want to keep them on while they're home? There's throwing program for the arm health, you know what I mean? Outside of just like the pitchers part of it, right? Um, I think each kid, like we try to talk pretty individually in the exit meeting about like the specific things you, the player, think you should be working on and the specific things like us coaching staff think you should be working on. And so I think like for everybody, it's a little bit different, right? Like, yeah. you know, like we've got a couple catchers who like need to work on throwing differently in, in all seriousness, you know what I mean? Just in terms of the transfer and different throws. And so I mm-hmm. think that's a specific 
piece for them, right? Like we have different hitters who need to be working on different things based on what they're doing. We have guys who need to take it easier on their body than others do as well, right? <laughs> totally. Um, but I think like in that sense, like that's a little bit more of the, the, the style we like to take. And like, it, it kind of comes in that conversation piece of just understanding what it is mm. we want out of you this break. Um, and maybe it is like, Hey, like don't neglect trying to push for a hit. You're really fast. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. Right. Um, um, and then I know specifically like some of our infielders, like, you know, like I really want you to work on, you know, I know for like our third baseman, it's really specific, you know, working on like the drop step, being able to give on the hard ground ball and like, you know, finding a machine that could maybe shoot that to you in the off season. Right. And mm -hmm. we have a lot of local guys. So I know they hang around the field and are able to kind of do that on their own as well. Right. But, um, I think like that's a little bit more of the specific route we like to take. I know like on the pitching okay. side, it gets a little, a little, a little more like, Hey, you have to do like, um, you know, these holds or, you know, this, this drill specifically on this day, you know what I mean? Like it, it gets yeah, a little yeah, more yeah. You know, specific for them, I would say for sure. Um, but for our hitters, like, yeah, there's certain drills that I'm like, you know, like I think this is what we got to make sure we start our day with, but ultimately like you got to get to the point where you're challenging yourself off machines. I would say is like the big thing mm. for us on the hitting side. Like, you know, that's yes. one thing I know we use a lot of, right. It's the, it's the machine mm. and the, the, the fastball and the nasty breaker. Right. Like, and so like, I, I encourage them to find those in the off season too. And then everywhere, everyone's got one, right. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. facilities all over the map and, you know, we got a kid who's going to be in New York for a little bit and we already found a facility out there that he's going to be using, you know, for a week around Christmas, right. Like, you, can, you can go anywhere. You can go yeah, anywhere. You, you can, you really can. Um, what about when the players come back for that roughly what four to six week period that you have them? Uh, is it mostly just competitions, just kind of trying to solidify the starting nine and, who's Friday night guy. Um, what's, what's that period like before the season starts? Yeah, I think like when it, and it comes into the the competitions of the lineup, each year is a little different in that regard. Right. Like, like I said, mm -hmm. we have an older group. Like I think there's a, a stronghold on some, some jobs. Right. Um, I think the one thing when we come back, it's, it will get some more like individual skill development time, if that makes sense mm -hmm. because of the group, if that, you know what I mean? And, and like okay. I said, like, I think that's the flowingness of, of coaching year to year, right? Like that's yeah. not how it went last year, right? Like last year at this time, it was all about competition, win or lose, win or lose, win or lose, win or lose is the only thing that mattered, right? Mm. Um, and I think like this year, like, yeah, like there's some guys who we know are going to get a bulk share of our bats and like, yeah, I want to spend some time with them in the cage, work on some specific things. And I think there's some guys who are going to be in a development phase even for the spring while we're playing meaningful games, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to continue that development phase. And then, yeah, like we'll get to the win or lose part of it pretty quickly because it is the most important part of, you know, the college season, in my opinion, is like just did you win or did you lose, right? And so yeah. um, I, I do enjoy that part. And I think like, you know, it won't get too deep into January before that starts happening, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but right away, I do think we will spend some time on some individual development as well, just because of the nature of this year's roster, right? You know what I mean? And kind of yeah. how the season looks. Um, I want to ask about the kids uh, that you're focusing more on developing because I'm going to assume those are kids, you know, maybe they don't have as solidified roles or uh, maybe just for the guys that might not start out getting a whole lot of playing time once season starts. Um, how do you like to approach those um, players? Because they might get discouraged, you know, after a month of sitting the bench. And uh, I, I know what that looks like. And it's very easy for a player to kind of check out uh, and not be bought in uh, maybe midway during a season. Yeah, I, I, it's honesty, number one, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, like, not really leading them to believe anything else kind of throughout the course of the year, right? And I, I know I mentioned we just had exit meetings, right? And so, like, obviously, like, the honesty piece would have took place there. 
Um, but I think it took place, you know, throughout the course of the fall as well, right? Like, yes, we have set exit meetings over the fall. I think for the most part, like the entire program feels very comfortable coming in, not only talk to myself, but our pitching coach, the head coach, um, mm-hmm. and our, you know, our other assistant coaches, just to make sure things are okay. Or like, do you think I should be working on this? Right? Like, I think that conversation is kind of constant. And I think it's just okay. a transparent and good place that we're kind of in right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying yeah. that that's like something that's easy or always, right? Like, I think like, it's something you strive to always have, but I think at times like it can get difficult, like kind of to your point. Um, I think just personally right now, it's like at a good place where the honesty piece, right. And I think everyone's kind of bought into it. All right. And I think the other piece to it is like some of those older players that I've referred to, right. At one point in their careers were those guys. Right. And I Mm -hmm. think being able to actually see that example on a daily basis and know that, right. Because guys have been committed for multiple years now, right. They follow the team for the two years they're in high school committed coming in. They see guys yeah. kind of grow too, right? And I think like we've, we've got this nice little family atmosphere where like guys are really bought in. And so like they, mm-hmm. they do believe, they do believe that if they, 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 they like get, they focus on the development and focus on the process and set mm-hmm. themselves up and like get in the weight room, like, yes, good things can, can come, right? That's the other piece. Like I don't promise anyone that like just work hard and good things happen. Like that's not how the world works, right? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, work yeah. hard and like give yourself an opportunity. You still got to execute. You know what I mean? Like that's the truth. Uh-huh. Um, and so like, I think it is, I think it's the truth piece. You just keep, yeah. you know, when you're shooting people straight and you're being honest, like, like how, how, how could I, how can I really be that upset with coach if he's just being honest with me? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and so like, I think that's the, the piece we kind of have going right now. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I think it's especially weird at this point in time too, because you have this thing called the transfer portal where it's like, Oh, December one hits. I'm not happy with what I'm, where I'm at. I can just hop in there and go see what's better. But like you said, it's a lot easier because you guys are doing your job. You know, you guys are being transparent, you know, letting them know like, yeah, maybe not this year, but that doesn't mean like your whole college career is over. I think a lot of young players, like if they're not playing freshman year a ton, it's like they can get discouraged so fast. But, you know, just communicating to them that like there's a whole process behind this deal is like really encouraging for them to be like, okay, I should stick around. This is a good place to be. So. Like, oh, what's your take on that too? By the way, I I would love to just know how you feel it's about the portal. That whole the portal, thing. man. The portal is the portal. It, like, uh, that's I kind of the point ask. of the transparent piece too. At the same time, right? Like me shooting you straight. Like, if this is not the situation you want to be in, my man. Like, yeah, hop in. Like, they have know, the freedom. It's crazy. You have the freedom to go do it, right? And like, I think like that's one piece. Like in the last couple of years, we haven't had a ton of guys that wanted to jump in, right? Mm-hmm. For those reasons. And so, like, I think I think it's kind of like a speaks to kind of what the the whole idea that flip my boss has had this entire time and that's mm-hmm. you know if we treat our players with respect and treat them right and demand a lot of them right expect a lot of them all right yeah. like i think like you will you will reap some benefits there and so like that piece of it is it is what it is and to be true like right at the end of the 21 season we were pretty bad and we went in the portal and we got guys you know what i mean and we made ourselves more talented that way um and like i think thankfully those guys really blended well with you know, our group and, and, and some culture pieces that I've always stuck around. And so I can mm-hmm. think it ended up becoming what it has, but um, I, I think that's part of it too, right? Like when you're transparent, like that's a piece of it, but ultimately it is right. Like the, the kids have yeah. the freedom to jump in and, and move around and do different things and explore different opportunities. And like, I, I think it's, it's really similar to the real world. It's similar to my life, right? Like yeah. I, you know, we, we go to Omaha. It's not like, you know, nobody, 
it's like nobody takes a look around and figures out if someone wants our pitching coach or someone wants the other coach or someone wants Brad, the head coach, right? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, I just, it is what it is. I, I don't, I, I obviously I could, it, it can be abused like everything else in the world, right? Like everything yeah. in the world can be abused that's good or bad. Yeah. Like, and so I, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I, I think you just, you know, I look at it all the time. I can't help it. You know what I mean? No, you, you <laughs> have just, to. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, as, I'll as be the guy that says play, it. As someone who recruits players for a living, like you got to look at it, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I do think there's kids like, hey, I, I went to a great four-year school out of high school, like great coaching staff, plenty of really good teammates, didn't work out for me, had to go to a JC for a year and then to another four-year Division One, right? Like I had to bounce around. Like it was just, it's just mm-hmm. nature of the beast. So like I get it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think I was that bad of a kid for doing so. Um, I didn't think any of the coaches were that bad of coaches for like me having to do so. Um, I, I, I thought everyone was actually pretty good people in the process. And so like, I yeah. think it worked out. Uh, and so like, I do, I do think it like, sometimes like it just doesn't work out wherever you originally go. And so like, it can work out. And then I think like anything else you can abuse it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, I think, you know, you know, the good kids will rise to the top and the good coaches will rise to the top and mm-hmm. you know, good people will prosper. So, uh, that's my hope at least. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it honestly. I just think it's a, such a business. These I know you're kind of like kind of dancing around that idea that it is a business and like in any business oriented sort of ordeal. Yeah. Things can get kind of muddy, you know, right. and I, but it also has changed the kind of player to coach relationship. Like you're mentioning right now is that you have to be so transparent, you know, with your players because they're going to be transparent with you. They're going to kind of just like do whatever is best for them. Not that they weren't doing it before, but it used to be a little bit less of a, of an option, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I kind of want to ask as well, how you uh, approach that when you're like recruiting high schoolers specifically, because I feel like nowadays high schoolers, you know, they're pretty aware, like you, you had to have had a high school at some point, the, you know, asking you, Hey, uh, do you guys go out and get portal guys or what's, what's that look like? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm sure. I mean, I know I would be asking that if I were high school right now. So how do you approach those conversations with high schoolers that you're recruiting? I think same thing, man. Like I, you just gotta be as transparent as you can. Like we, it's another piece to us, right? Because we have gone the portal route older. We haven't had these bigger high school classes, right? I think we, we just signed seven, eight, eight, seven or eight freshmen, right? And I think the class before them was only six, right? Like we have six current freshmen on campus, right? And so like, we don't have that big of classes. Like it just, the honesty, same thing, right? Like, hey man, like Mm. we're recruiting you to come in and like, yes, that means like we expect you to go compete and like try to get innings as a freshman. And for me, the most part, most time, like freshmen need to throw their freshman year and kind of get to see what just getting under the lights at minimum. Mm. And so like that part of it's always kind of takes, takes care of itself i would say but like ultimately like i think in the recruiting process we're talking about how you take over as a sophomore and a junior and a senior right and so Mm. um i I think it is what it is you know i think anyone who would ask i would just shoot them straight be like yeah like we are going to go look for a portal guy like if there's a back end if there's 92 to 95 with a slider that's somewhere on the portal that wants to come to california like yeah we'll give a call (laughs) um you know what i mean and so it's just like the truth right and i think I think the one thing like when you when the way I try to talk about it with recruits especially as you get closer and closer with kids and you know you mm-hmm. build that bond right like I tell them like yeah like I, I feel like I'm playing MLB the show like guys are in the free agency right or it's just like, like I'm, it. just, I'm yeah. on MLB network with the rest of them you know what I mean it is what it is like 
Yeah. Um, and so, hey, you know, I, I, I try to enjoy it. Like, they're, and, and at the same time, like, these are people's lives and kids are having tough times and dealing with stuff and jumping around or whatever. But, yeah. like you said, it's a business, man. Like, it makes a ton of sense. And um, kids coming in should should be worried at times that, like, maybe a, a team is, is really portal heavy and whatnot. And I, I, I encourage kids all the time, like, ask the questions. Just ask. Like, mm-hmm. the worst thing, like, the worst, like, the worst thing that you can probably hear on the other end of the phone call is someone stuttering and clearly lying, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I would, if I was that kid, I'd be like, yeah, like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, we're going to look for a Friday night guy if he's out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. some honesty. Like, I would expect my coach to want to find a Friday night guy, too. Like, let's go in, dude. Yeah. Um, and so like, for me, I think it's just, it's just kind of shooting people straight. And, and the other part is, is like, we would like to have small numbers, like a nice, nice group that you can control, right? Like having too many bodies for me gets a little out of hand and, and takes away mm-hmm. my like personal development time with guys. And so like, I think like the numbers part of this kind of, it kind of suits itself. Like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of where we're at. And I know what my boss likes. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's the other piece of this. Like everyone's got to navigate how many bodies they can manage. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think the NCAA will also help with that part of it, but we'll see. Sure. Hope so. That <laughs> would, that would be awesome. Uh, cause again, some programs like, you know, they can, they can afford to have more people like on staff, you know, they, they can add more people, right, but, right, but not right. everyone can do that. Um, okay. I want to stick onto the high schoolers, high schoolers though, because, Aside from the whole portal thing, I kind of want to know how, like, what the approach is just when evaluating high school players, um, because I'm sure it's changed even since you've started uh, as a coach. Yeah, I would say for us, like, you still really want to build it through high school kids, right? Because those are the kids yeah. you get your hands on. Those are the kids you really get to mold um, and kind of, you know, develop your future leaders of your team usually, right? And so, like, for me, like, that that's the piece of it. And, like, it – you know, from the, all the things I used to hear, you know, you, you got to get pitching, right? Like being able to recruit high school pitching is going to always be important because those are the kids you want to mold and build around and, mm-hmm. um, and kind of grow your future around. And obviously if you can pitch, it doesn't matter if you're playing on the moon or playing at, you know, any ballpark, like being able to pitch is the only thing that matters. Right. And so, yeah. um, I think that's a big piece, right. You're always trying to recruit like the young guys through the middle of the field, the center fielders, the short shots, the catchers, that part of it doesn't change. But for me, I think like, um for us it's just like it just it is it's tapering the number of high school guys you may go after right like you may you may go after that second shortstop in that class and and normally and instead you're like ah maybe we'll hold back for the portal kid that's like a power hitting third baseman and and take him instead because you like your high school shortstop you know what I mean instead of going to get two or three high school shortstops in the class maybe you're pulling off one because you want to go get someone that played at another school right Mm -hmm. I would say that's the one thing for sure um when you see a high school arm you like I think we always take them kind of thing like I I think pitching's pitching but I would say like that that's probably the one thing on the bat side for sure kind of you know you kind of feel like you might pull back a little bit just to have another Mm. older more mature bat that can potentially help you right away right and and there's a turnover there and you can move that money around a couple times over pretty quickly right and so Mm -hmm. um that's the only piece I would say for me that I feel like um, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, if you're able to land high school kids and good ones and keep them coming, like that's the best way to build it just because of the culture piece, you know what I mean? And getting, mm-hmm. getting those guys in early, getting them at 18 before anyone else got to them kind of thing. You never know. Yeah. Um, and so like, for me, like that, that's ideal. Right. And I just, at times it's what works for us personally here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously every player that your guy, you guys are going to get is good. Is there something that sticks out for you personally for players that you particularly like, um, not not like when they're committed, but even before they're committed, you're just kind of scouting them around. Yeah, I would I say this a lot. Like, and 
especially in California, right? There's a ton of good players. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. there's just such such a such a wide like wide wide mark like wide like wide group to choose from, right? Like, I sure. think there's a lot of good players. I think the one thing that's like easily separating is the kids that win. Like, I think like mm. at times like you get really caught up in all the other stuff that's going on because there is, there's so many showcases and different things to do. Like there's nothing to be said for the kid that plays for the high school team that just wins and wins. And since he was a freshman, he's always won. Um, I think every coach would say that though. And I think a lot of coaches agree with that. I know a lot of coaches taught me that I would say for sure. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that like come full circle already. Like there's nothing to that stands out more than that. And then for me at the same time, like I would say like on the hitter side, mm -hmm. like, there's something to be said about the kid that just gets hit, man, like gets hit and mm. like you just like you go out to those tournaments in arizona and you like want to sit on the kid you see him have like five or six at bats on the weekend and you swear you saw six and six right like he just went six or six like that it's those kids yeah. right and maybe didn't run the fastest on first or the best 60 it doesn't have the biggest arm velo or whatever but like that kid for me like is always the one that always sticks out and, and you can always tell right a little bit of cocky factor a little bit of it factor and i, I talked to a lot mm. of coaches about this because i know like I have a lot of coaches that are like older than me that I'm friends with that I really mm -hmm. like to pick their brains and they talk about it too, right? Like you're looking for that kid with a little bit of, a little bit of it, right? And you talk yeah. to him on the phone and that's my favorite part when you get the kid talking on the phone a little bit. I want to ask about that figure too. Figure it yeah. out, right? Like, cause you're trying to, you're trying to want, you want to, you want a humble kid, a good kid, kid mm -hmm. loves his parents, all, all the stuff, right? You know what I mean? But you know, when he has just the right amount of cocky in him, you know what I mean? I think that's what, <laughs> as a baseball coach, I think we all agree. Like that guy gets hit. And, and at the end yeah. of the day, sometimes it's about that, right? And same mm -hmm. thing on the mound, right? Like I love seeing the guy that like just is unfazed by the bad call from the umpire. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's my favorite. Like, oh, yeah. you didn't think that was a strike? Well, this one surely is. Some um, swagger. Like I, I, some yeah, swagger. you know what I mean? Like just like so cool about it, right? Because at the end of the day, like you're going to pitch – for us hopefully and like they're for sure gonna blow a call i can promise you that um yeah so like it's just it's just part of the game right it's so like yeah those are the things that always stick out to me right and like and then obviously like when you're you see somebody's growth as a hitting coach you're like oh, i don't want to face him like let's find him mm -hmm. um you know what i mean it's so like things like yeah. that but like yeah I, I i look for those things that like when you just stick out outside of the game to me um i think that's always uh -huh. something that's going to add to the culture you know what i mean yeah. Is there anything on the flip side of it, though, where it, even if a kid's nasty, it's like there's there's just something he does where you're like, oh, shoot, I can't recruit this kid anymore. Like, is it kind of like a red flag sort of deal? Yeah. Maybe, where you're like, like I don't know about that. Not anymore. It's, like, it's probably the opposite of what I'm saying. Right. It's the kid that, you know. Mm -hmm throws his hands in the air he's got the bad body language right body language you know? i guess would be a big one yeah. yeah like you know i just for me like for me the game's hard right like the game's hard man's game and so it's a tough game yeah. right it's just game tough failure. Game. They just, um and life's tough and college baseball's tough like it's not fair 11.7 mm -hmm. scholarships for 30 27 kids right like 35 guys on the roster like eight kids have to walk on right like it's not really fair right just yeah. not just the way it goes right and you know um there's the schools that always will have more like for every for every school there's a school that has more you know what i mean regardless if we have more than someone else like there's always someone that's more so like yeah it's always gonna seem not fair so like to me like being the complainer that whole deal like i like automatic turn off right like i i can't tell you the amount of times i've gone to watch a kid pitch that someone's told me about and it's like he's this he's good and i'm watching him he is good and then i'm watching his antics and i'm like i nobody wants to deal with that you know what i mean like we don't yeah Nobody wants to bring that into their culture. You know what I'm saying? It's like, for me, like, that's the big one. Um, 
how you treat people just in general, right? Like you see like after those games, like it's like a madhouse with the families and whatnot. Like you see a kid complaining or like doing something stupid. Like I was yeah. at a hotel once, I'll be honest with you. I was at a hotel in Arizona and I watched out my window from a balcony some travel ball kids. And I won't say where they're from or the team, but I knew the team and where they were from. Like it was very clear they were wearing their stuff. Like, mm. like not smart. And they were throwing stuff off their balcony at people. Like, and it wasn't like, I mean, nothing is good at that point, right? But it, like, wasn't a water balloon. <laughs> like, like somebody could have got hurt. And like, they got in trouble. Like, I watched them get scolded by their coaches in the parking lot, which oh, I was like, man. good job, coach. Got to, right? But like, oh, yeah. they were like, you know, 16U, right? Like, it's the middle of the summer. We're having fun, whatever, right? But like, in my head, I was like, like, you guys are like, if don't, like, that escalates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, that yeah. escalates to the wrong thing. Like, there's fun and then there's like the wrong thing. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. I just, like, small things like that, right? Like, how am I supposed to see those kids at the field tomorrow at the, at the game and be like, coach, they were great. Like, I loved them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh I just can't. God. Like, you can't in all good conscience, right? Like, it's like things like that for sure, right? And, um, you know, believe it or not, I go on their social media pages, right? Like, I, I had an Instagram longer than all of them, first of all. Um, yeah. I had a Twitter more, longer than all of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was going to ask about go social media, pages. too. Yeah, they, they have no idea, right? Like, oh my goodness, coach yeah instagram from 2011 this is nuts but, but um yeah so that that part of it too like you know i've seen some kids and they've got like you know the beer emojis all up in their profile and i'm like dude you're 15 like yeah what it's oh, a terrible look it's a bad look dude mm-hmm. like i can see it but you know if the old like whoever the coach is doesn't see mm-hmm. it like I, i'm not gonna you know get mad but yeah. um so things like that right like i think if you're promoting yourself to not be a good kid like probably not a good kid you know what i mean social media is either who you are or who you want people to believe you are so um right for me i think that's also a big tell for sure but you know i also think kids do a good job like i'm 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 saying some horror stories out here i think for the (laughs) most part kids have kids have a decent handle parents are doing a good job you know what i mean yeah Um, yeah. coaches are doing a good job for the youth i mean yeah the travel circuit is so advanced these days i mean jeez it's 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 ridiculous. Would you say like Arizona is probably the like main place where where you can go and see the most talent? I feel like that's got to be. It's one of the big hubs, right? For sure. Oh man, I'm all, always in Arizona. Um, and yeah. just because of the minor league fields and you know how many fields are out there. Obviously, I think yeah. like everyone in California or on the West Coast loves Great Park and thinks Great Park's awesome in Irvine. Like keep them coming, have as many mm-hmm. tournaments there as possible. Um, there's a couple places up here in Northern California, like uh, Islanders Field and Lathrop and different fields mm-hmm. like that where like there's a lot of different events um but yeah arizona's a hotbed and there's a lot mm-hmm. going on and i mean i can't tell you how many times i've gone out to arizona to see two northern california teams play against each other because yeah that's where the kids were playing that day you know what mm-hmm. i mean um so it is what it is but um yeah it's hot mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh don't even tell me about the heat <laughs> um well how how has that uh changed um since you've started coaching though what's been like the biggest uh change or evolution in terms of the evaluating players is it is it the technology or is it just the the types of relationships you have to have or maybe how quick you have to recruit a player now Um, i would say that's the piece that seemed to be the biggest transition just in my short time the speed quickness you know what i mean and how early how early especially like you know Okay. Um, especially watching some of the power fives go up against each other out here on the west coast like there's some young young decisions and and, and, and hey like if if the name of the game is getting the best player and you're trying to get the player before the other guy gets the player like i get it like you know I, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to me i've watched him play too he's good you know what i mean but yeah. at the same time like for the kid like it's got to be the right school to make that decision you know what i mean and if it's sc or if it's ucla like i was once 
14 years old like yeah like i get it i grew up in long beach like yeah i understand yeah. Yeah. you know what i'm saying so like I, I get it you know what i mean i think for us mm-hmm. like that's not necessarily the age group we we start sending the offers out at but like i think everyone you know everyone has their has their way of going about it you know what i mean i, I think mm-hmm. there are certain schools that go younger that you wouldn't think so and there's schools that wait even longer than we do you know what i mean um and so like i thought that was the biggest thing that i didn't really see coming or the transitional period for me as a player going to coaching and jc mm-hmm. to now the four year to z1 and so um i thought that was different in terms of the evaluating piece like yes there is tech and you can get like uh especially on the pitching side right like you can get trackman data and all that stuff and i think it is mm. good and phenomenal and we use it constantly especially during covid when we all couldn't go anywhere mm. um yeah but there is something to be said about the same way we always go out and go watch kid and you want to go watch kid multiple times right um i just think like having that data is just it's just like like that um kind of like i want to say extra credit but like that kind of confirms what you're mm. seeing a little bit you know what i mean yeah yeah like, yeah it confirms what your eyes see sometimes or like maybe it confirms like a question you have you know what i mean like I, it sure. doesn't make sense why that looks so good and then you see the metrics and it's like really really low spin or something like that you know what i mean um, gotcha, so like gotcha. different things like that i would say play a role and like yeah like when you get like track man data back from the northwoods about a kid in the portal and it's like his address he's like exit velos are all over 98 like you're like yeah he does hit the ball hard like that is correct it looked like yeah. it but he does do it yes okay got it and so like for me, I would say that's a piece, but at the same time, like the way you go about looking at the player, I think hasn't really changed one bit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like my brother's a pro scout. Um, I know like for him, the way he has studied the game and studied scouting, like it's from a pretty like old school lens. Um, now mm. that being said, like, I think we're both, you know, he's only three years older than me. Like we're both, you know, I've opened our eyes and like learn and like are open to hearing everything under the sun when it comes to baseball. So it's not like, mm. you know, we're really close minded. It's just like, I know that like the way he felt prepared and I know the way he prepared was from a, like an old school lens or so to speak. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think personally, like I didn't learn anything about the game of baseball other than through him in, and then, you know what I mean? So I sure, tried yeah. everything like that came through my brain was once at me through my older brother and so like mm-hmm. for me i think like that's kind of like just an evaluation of what you like what you see when you're looking at a hitter's angles or open side view and you watch the video or you're watching the arm like you know what i mean like every every pitching coach immediately when they're watching videos and every guy who's like looking at it, looking at the arm pass trying to make sure it's not in a compromising position looks like someone's going to get hurt right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like first things first right um, it's like all those things like are the same to me and have been around forever you know what i mean we're still stop watching guys trying to get the same run times home to first you know what i mean maybe kids don't run as hard home to first like they used to i would say maybe that's the hardest really? part of getting the home to first time nobody sprints man nobody sprints uh, interesting man, yeah if, if anyone sees this i hope they hear me nobody <laughs> i think a lot of people would agree with me. Nobody but that would stick yeah. out too right wouldn't that stick out in a player is like that's one of those intangibles the effort kind of yeah if i saw a kid sprinting home to first just every single time i would know yeah. i would write it down 100 percent. I, yeah. I think there's a ton of coaches who would agree with me i mean that's one of those um things you're talking about with the old school side of things is like the eye test like that's the one side you can oh yeah you can look at the metrics um the all the new school uh age type of stuff but part of that whole eye test not only on the field is like the off the field intangibles too so it's like okay where do we get lost and like you don't need the intangibles you only need the tools because every coach i feel like i've had on here is like oh yeah big separators like body language um just like how they carry themselves kind of teammate they are uh, yeah. the effort the constant effort level the attitude and i'm like oh those five separators or whatever it's like those are the 
those are the things that you guys care about most. And then they're yeah. not, they're all like the old school kind of eye testy sort of For components. Sure. And I'm like, so it's obviously a balance, but maybe these kids just don't understand. Like that's, that's what's catching your guys' eye, not the right. new school stuff. And I think the truth behind it is, it's like, when we're talking about it, we're talking about all the kids that are already in this group of recruitable yeah, you're enough tools, right? Like you're, yeah, good, you're good enough. You're good enough, right? Yeah. Like you still have to get your tools. A lot of kids don't realize how like good you have to get your tools just to get into this ball game, right? Like you right, have to yeah. get your tools to get to this ball game, and then once we get to this ball game, we're picking them out from those intangibles, right? And like that's the yeah. piece. Like there's two different, I think, ways to look at it. There's the you're trying to get yourself to that level of actually being recruitable. And then yeah. like, there's the kids who are in that level that don't realize what we're actually looking for. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care that you like, you know what I mean? Do this, this, and this, if you're going to talk to your mom and dad after the game, like this, this, and this, you know what I mean? Um, right. And yeah, so like, yeah. it's, 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 it's a, it's a different part, but yeah, I would agree, man. Like, I, I don't think I'd be any different in that light. Like, I think a lot of what I've started to really learn about has come through trial and error one, and then be like, there's just awesome coaches out there in this profession, like good dudes who I play for that are still coaching and dudes who just like coached against me or like I've become friends with on the road that like do share those same experiences. Like, I mm -hmm. wish I had paid attention to that red flag and I wish I had paid attention to this red flag and things like that, that you hear when you're holding radar guns behind a home that just kind of stick with you. You like to learn from everybody, right? Be a sponge. Yeah. So, um, I think that's another piece of this too. I probably have left out quite a few guys that are, that, that are, that are pretty friendly and help me out. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I mean, okay. You also mentioned like Twitter because I feel like Twitter is one of those spaces now where it's like, you can actually get recruited off of it. Oh yeah. Uh, have you? Yeah. I mean, where, where do you stand with, uh, just how, how much you use Twitter or, you know, how, as a tool, I guess, for recruiting. I would say I probably use Twitter more than like a lot of coaches in the sense that like I, I've had a Twitter since I was in high school and like I use it mm. for fun as well. You know how uh, to use it pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, my, yeah, I just like, I enjoy Twitter too much probably just in general. <laughs> so like following of kids and their videos at, 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 at one point was like exciting to me at this point. Like it's, it's just a part of my daily day, right? Like, mm. oh, like I'm just sat down. Let me scroll through Twitter and see, like, oh, this kid's hitting, this kid's pitching. Like, he did this. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I wouldn't say like to like during COVID, like I, you're just itching to see anything. Like, I want to see every video I can because we can't go out and recruit, right? So like during mm. COVID, it served like its own little purpose in that realm. I think now, like, yeah, like you might see someone on Twitter or like. You know, a kid, like, when we're in Arizona, a kid can tweet out, like, oh, my game time moves. I'm pitching at 9 a.m. at this field, right? Like, mm. you can use it to kind of keep up on kids and keep, like, in the loop, right? Or, like, yeah. you know, maybe some kids out of state, you've never heard of them before. You want to send them a message or you can set up a conversation. Like, it just can kind of keep you up to date on kids pretty well. And, like, I think kids enjoy having coaches follow them and following coaches, liking stuff. And you know what I mean? They feel loved and they enjoy that kind of thing. And yeah. like, I, you know, I like, like I said, I have Twitter. I've used it like my own personal, like Twitter is my coach. Twitter. I am me. You know what yeah. I mean? I really believe that's okay. Um, and so like, yeah, like I'm retweeting the Bengals constantly because I'm a Bengals fan and the Reds and the Lakers. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, just stuff like that. So like, I think like there's a piece to it where it's like, Personally, like, I think you're giving like some recruits a little insight to just like who you are a person, right? Because social media is who you are, who you want, you who you want everyone to believe you are. Um, and so for me, it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I like Twitter. So like, you can get to know me a little bit out there. Yeah. Um, On the player side, though, you know, you can you can look at a video, say, OK, I'm interested in that. But then you got to go see him, you know. Would, yeah, I would wouldn't you... say it's like a 
good enough just there on Twitter. You know, there's yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, hey, like I'll go see somebody if I like it on Twitter every time, and you know, if okay. I get pump fakes, you get pump fakes. You know, it is what it is. But yeah. like, I I will like if I like something and I think like that's good and that video looks good to me, like yeah, why wouldn't right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no different than like someone who sends you an email, right? Like if you send me an email and I look at the video and I'm like, wow, this feels pretty good, like. Yeah, and you're playing down the street next week like yeah absolutely we're going you know what i mean yeah um it's so like for me like i i just would treat it like an email or any of those you know there's like field level apps like that that like have always been around that i use right and it's no different than if someone calls you right like someone gets your phone number a high school coach and he's like hey i got a kid and i want you to come see it's no different than a twitter video except for there's actually video right mm-hmm. like you know what i mean and so um for me I, I just think it's good enough to go see like i you know, obviously during covid like i think Maybe maybe I was guilty of pulling a few triggers there because we weren't seeing anything. But like, yeah, that was the name of the game back then. It was the nature of the beast for sure. What yeah. about camps? I want to ask about camps. You guys, uh, you know, hold camps or uh, how, how big are those camps? You know, I, I I'm curious um, for your guys' school uh, in terms of um, like how do, camps work. One second before my computer dies on us. Uh, <laughs> we do hold camps, um, and so like for us, like we share a field with the San Jose Giants, and so. Yeah, we, yeah. We share that space with them to kind of do the camps, right? And so we have some prospect camps. We have some team camps. Um, for us, like the prospect camp is like always a good way to get out there. Like I wouldn't say like, man, like we had all these campers and we got a bunch of kids in our camp, but like every prospect camp, we have gotten somebody who comes to San Jose State and becomes a part of our team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like every like you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say like everyone's getting a scholarship. Like I'm not a liar. You know what I'm saying? But like we have yeah, every yeah. single time we run a camp offered someone out of it or have multiple guys on our current roster who went to camp multiple guys guys who play on a daily basis you know what i mean and so like yeah it's a huge tool and like for me as a coach like it's a huge tool to like really get around you and ask you to try and do stuff as a hitter Mm -hmm. right you know what i mean see if you're coachable like i i encourage recruits to come to camp all the time because i'm like hey you get to hear me coach and be around me and talk to me and be on the field and talk to the boss man Mm -hmm. like that's invaluable. You know what I mean? And totally. so like, I encourage them all the time. And then obviously like if someone you're really recruiting, you come to camp, like, yeah, the next day, if you're staying the night, like let's walk around town, like, like I'll show you the school. Right. You know what I mean? Do a visit. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, I encourage a lot of kids to come to camp for the reason of getting to know the boss man and me and, and yeah. others. And we have all of our players come out to camp to work camp because they enjoy it. Like we, you know, they just another day to hang out the field. Right. And get to see some, potential guys and tell me that they're better at my job than me that's exactly what <laughs> you know what i mean um like, get, uh, coach, this kid's good what are you looking at you know what I mean? we gotta get um, this guy yeah get Come this on. guy coach this guy i want him and I'm that's, like, that's right. good though that's good though that is, it's awesome it's awesome right and so i think yeah. that's a piece too letting campers meet our current guys and hang out with them see if they want to be like them you know what i mean yeah i mean well some camps obviously are not going to be run like that too where you know, it's a little bit less involved and stuff, but I think that's like an important tool that you can use for like potential new guys, like totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and it's just, uh, I, I like, you know, they have like the team camps. We had like, you know, four, four travel teams come play against each other on the field or mm-hmm. like one big organization who does like a full workout. Right. Like a lot of those are really fun too. There's a lot of like a, a couple of travel organizations up here that have done that with us and like, love, love that. Right. You get like 60 kids out, like you're watching from all the different grad levels. Like they're asking a ton of questions. Like their coaches are hitting fungos and going through their routine. So they're organized, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, they're rolling, they're cooking. And so like, it, it is a lot of fun that way. And then, you know, there's always like a Q and a part where you like really let them open it up and ask them recruiting questions mm-hmm. to me or let them ask questions to just our players about life and college. And so like, 
I think that's that's another piece that I always like to do, and you know, mm. even even to the parents, like getting the parents involved a little bit on the question asked too, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's another piece where like you know you can really help help them get their money's worth out of the day, right? And then ultimately, I think the other piece is like instead of like the showcase fixed ground ball, like we do like a showcase and then we do like a practice, right? Like mm. we take a mass fungo at some point, so like you got reps today, you got better today. Like yeah. yes, you got your six round balls. I was locked in on just you when that happened. But like you also got another 60, you know what I mean? And mm. I, I think the 60 is pretty important too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, uh, well, not do you, but I guess do you. Do you have any uh, anticipations on how this might change, how recruiting might change in you know, the near future? I know there's things that might be getting passed or whatever, but is there any, like, I'm not saying you got to make any predictions here, but like, have you been looking at that following uh, kind of how that might change? Yeah, I mean, I have I hear rumors and gossip with the best of them, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think like yeah, I think there's a lot of traction to the to the to the potential super conference, if you will. Um, no, mm. I just I think like uh, with N NIL, right? Like with that mm. piece of it, right? Like yeah. there's a there's a different level, different tier to it in different places in different parts of the country, right? With boosters and things of that nature, and like that's cool, that's awesome. Like I hey like. I think it's really cool that some of our guys on our team at San Jose State can get liquid IV for like 40% off. Like, I think it's fantastic. Like, I think yeah. it's sweet. Like, I, you know, our second baseman gets these drinks that are disgusting called Fit Aid. Like, I think it's awesome. Um, that being said, like, I also, like, I'm not here to hate on anyone who's, who's raking in big time bucks at, you know, yeah. this school or that school, whatever it is. Like, cool. Like, that's cool. So, like, yeah, like, does it affect recruiting 100%, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Reggie Bush went to SC for certain reasons, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. It's going to affect it. I, you know, I hope that, like, they're able to manage it in a certain light. Like, I, it seems like a tax problem to me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I can't even That being said, it. like, it's just where we're at, right? Like, being a mid-major on the West Coast um, at San Jose State, like, I think we're affected a little bit differently by it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a little bit of bubble protection right now to the, the game that we know it kind of, I guess you would say, in that landscape. But it, it could be changing very well, right? It could change in other ways. They've talked about, you know, going to full scholarships and a headcount sport, right? Like, what does that look like if you take away 11.7 each conference is deciding full scholarships, right? Like, I, I, yeah, we stay up late at night talking about this sometimes too. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, I just think at, at this point, I, I don't know enough people or know enough important people to, to actually know what's going to happen by any means. I, yeah. I do know that like, yeah, like it's trending in a direction to where like some bigger power five schools will, will be recruiting differently against each other though, in my eyes. Right. Like I don't think mm -hmm. they recruit necessarily against, you know, the rest of the mid majors the exact same way, but we do play against each other. But I feel like it's been like that for a while. Same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think, you know, like there's the occasional time where a kid tells me on the phone, like, no, I'm going to go to USC. It's not often, but he's occasionally tells me that. Right. And like, mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the time, like Stanford is recruiting against the Vanderbilt and not a San Jose State, right? And so, like, mm. I do think in that same realm, like it, it, it is. But at the same time, like, yeah, like those two schools can play each other, and it's a baseball game. So, like, if a good arm gets hot and a couple guys get a couple hits, like it's still a baseball game. So, like, I think that's yeah. just baseball at the same time, right? And I think that's why, like, you will always see in Omaha a team that like you didn't expect to see there and you'll never see a thing like you'll never see a team you didn't expect to be there in a college football playoff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just weren't ranked high enough to start the year. 
Um, <laughs> and so like, I think that's just the beauty of our game. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. I, I, hey, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I, I hope that like, it really turns into some David and Goliath matchups in Omaha because I think it'll make a better story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, at the end of the day, I think it does. I think it will. And so, absolutely. Uh, I think baseball wise, like, yeah, you'll still be able to get good players and you'll still be able to coach them and get them to buy in and they'll be able to beat really talented teams like they always have. Yeah. So like, it just is what it is. Totally. Uh, can I ask about your guys' schedule this upcoming season? Yeah. What yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. like? We, uh, we open at LMU. I know that. We start on the road mm. at LMU. I know we're hosting Washington. I know in our conference, like, we start conference play in weekend three because we play everybody twice except for two teams. So it's like an oh, wow, okay. game conference schedule. So, like, weekend three, you're like, yeah, like, we sort of got it figured out, but these ones really matter. And, um, so, like, we play LMU. I know we play – we host Washington. We start conference, right? So I, I'm not sure where that part of it is. I know in the middle of the season during the bye week, we are hosting St. Louis. Um, and then towards the end of the year, we're going to go to the University of Texas. Um, oh. So we're actually very, very, very excited to uh, to go out there. It's the second to last weekend of the season. That'll be so fun. We're hoping that you know we're catching we're catching stride. That's the time to get hot, right? So mm -hmm. um, we we we'll have fun with that. But yeah, we're definitely excited about the challenge. You know, LMU, great program. You know, Washington hosting them, a Pac-12 program. St. Louis is going to be exciting because they're coming out to the West Coast to play us. And then mm -hmm. um, obviously Texas, like that's a, that's a big fun one for our guys and a good road trip. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah. I didn't know you guys started conference in your, what, third week you said? Third week. Yeah. yeah so yeah. How, yeah, how do you approach that? Because obviously not all teams have that. They can kind of, you know, experiment a little bit more, yeah. you know, Where, yeah. whereas you guys third week, it's like, these, these are the games. These are the games that matter. The absolute. I most. think like that's the importance of having an older team at times in our conference. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like when you have older team with established roles to start the year, like it may make, you know, the pitching side, especially easier going in that weekend. Right. Like last year, the guys who went out out there the weekend three and the way we went about it and the guys who used first out of the bullpen, they weren't who we used come tourney time. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. completely different. You know what I'm saying? Um, thankfully, I would say some of our hitters were the exact same. Um, and I think that spoke to some, some of the good we had. But mm -hmm. I think like. I think it is. I think it's challenging in that same sense. I think it's one of the benefits you have when you have an older team in our conference, but it is challenging because yeah, a lot of times mm -hmm. if there's any question marks, weekend three, you're still trying to figure those question marks out. Um, and it is, it's, but it, it, it's the same for all of us, right? It's even playing field at the same, right? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're all still trying to figure that out. And so like it, it makes winning our regular season so impressive to me, right? Like UNLV won the regular season last year and I thought they did it pretty handily. Um, and mm -hmm. I thought that was what made it so impressive because from weekend three to 16 or whatever I think it is, like that, like you're, you're good for a long time. You know what I mean? That's what baseball is, right? Like that's why they play 162, the consistency piece, right? Yes. Um, and so like for me, like that, like I didn't realize it. It made me nervous as a coach at first. I was like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? <laughs> but like now that like you've gone through it, right? Like you really feel like, yeah, like that's a cool part of our conference because mm. of like how true that winner is. You know what I mean? In my opinion. Yeah, and I always, in my experience, saw the team kind of flip a switch once conference started. Everyone was aware. There was like, these games matter more. Do you guys make that very apparent with your with your players, or it's like, this is just another week? Yeah, I think, like, you know, the hope is that it's just another week, right? Like, I think the one thing you do have is you have such a high from the beginning of the season that, mm -hmm. like, weekend three is normally that low week, right? Like, yeah, you you're like, all right. Exciting mm -hmm. weekends, right? You have two exciting weekends, and then your team kind of goes into that, like, lull of not as much exciting, not as many birds and 
chirping and songs playing as, as the first two weekends, right? Because mm. we're going someone's home opener and then our home opener, right? And then it's yeah. conference. So I think it, it keeps the heightened there, right? It keeps mm. that, that heightenedness there um, for our guys because I think the hope is that you would always treat every week the exact same, whether it's a championship or not. You just, you know, left yeah. foot, right foot, the whole deal, right? But everyone, everyone's human. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to, like, deny human nature. And so I think that's the cool part for us, right, is, like, that normal lull period. Yeah, you know, the middle ground heightened like oh boy it's conference time now yeah. right and so it keeps you locked in it keeps you keeps you very excited about the season yeah. and so you know for us obviously as coaches like you're on every pitch and you know throwing up when things are going wrong so <laughs> um, it, it's exciting bro it is exciting yeah what about the midweeks i want to ask about those too because yeah. i've gotten mixed answers about midweeks and how you approach those yeah, you know, I think the the beauty – you can only have a good season when you win midweeks, you know what I mean? Like, no matter how you look at it, like, um, the way our conference works, right, like, our tournament champion goes to the regional, and for the most part, we don't usually get two teams in RPI-wise conference. So, like, hmm. right, right, like, I mean, those Tuesdays, in theory, hold no weight to you guys going to the postseason if you just take care of your weekends and win your tournament, right, hmm. in theory. But for me, right, like, how can you – how can you roll – like baseball is a game of momentum, right? Like how can you get rolling as a team if you're just like awful on Tuesdays? You know what I mean? And yeah. so like the ability to win on Tuesdays and the ability to like every Tuesday, it just keeps good weekends going, right? Like weekends are like weekends are all the same, right? Sundays Sundays are your important day, right? Because you either win, you lose the series, or you, you sweep, sweep or get swept, right? You know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. sweep or get swept. And so like when you are sweeping someone on a Sunday and then you roll into a Tuesday with a win, now you got four straight, like you're cooking. You're absolutely yeah. cooking, right? If you just yeah. won a series and then you play on a Tuesday and you win, right? We're cooking. We just won a series. We're winning, right? And if you just save the series sweep on a Sunday mm-hmm. and then you win on a Tuesday, we're getting it going. We're getting it going. If you got swept on a weekend and then you have to play a Tuesday game, like yeah. you don't want to lose that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's more straight. Win. You're now not cooking. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I like, I think it's really important that like you went on Tuesdays. I think like, you know, at times, you know, as a young coach, like you definitely looked at it in the playing landscape of, yeah, like those games don't help us go to the tournament. Um, but mm. you look at it after a season or two under your belt and you understand the momentum of which you can build and withstand through a year and how good it feels every day to go between the lines and play good baseball. You know what I mean? Mm. Even if you come up short, right? Even if you come up short on a Tuesday and you lose a one runner, right? Like to know that your process was right, to know that you prepared right, to know that you executed, you know what I mean? It just withstands that, that good baseball, right? And so like, mm. I, I think that's why Tuesdays are important. You know, we've got some good teams. I know we're playing Santa Barbara, Cal Poly. Um, I think we actually have Stanford on there. I think Yale's on there. Um, mm. Yale's out here on the West Coast for a little bit. Um, Santa Clara, USF, right? Like some local teams that like for us, right? That local, local little rivalries, right? Um, little recruiting games, right? Guys come out and watch you play against another local school. And, you know, I think that always helps, right? Like if you go and beat up on the Crosstown rival and the kids mm-hmm. are seeing that, right? I was once a kid, right? I watched Long Beach State sports to play a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's really, that, that can, that can cement in someone's memory a little bit right some good things mm-hmm. for us and so like i think that's why tuesdays are also important but that ultimately like yes it just it just really helps the flow of the season helps you guys really roll like when we were when we ripped off a couple tuesdays last year like you really felt good every mm-hmm. day right because you were you were just rolling you know what i mean and so yeah. i i think that's the important part of tuesdays for sure when the team isn't rolling though i, I want to just go back to that portion is it just a reiteration of like, hey, we just got to trust the process, like those wins will come? Yeah, I think that's the – and don't get me wrong, man. Sometimes 
sometimes the process can just be flat wrong. You know what I mean? Like I know at times, like, yeah. you know, in 21, we, we were, we were pretty bad. And at times I think like that was something I admitted a lot of times it's like, Hey, we aren't doing a good job. Like, yes, things aren't getting executed. Yes. We're not hitting for that high of a batting average, whatever X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not doing a good job as coaches. We're, we're not like, we are not prepared going into these games, which means we're not doing a good job. Right. It's so, like at times I think, I think every, every non rolling time is different. Um, but like, sure, I think yeah. there are times, I think there are plenty of times where like, yeah, you just lost a couple, you just got a couple bad breaks and just didn't go your way a couple times. And like, as a coach, if you freak out and blow up or this or that, like you can incite the panic, you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you, you lose a couple early, right. In the year, right. Like, Hey, like this year, right. We got a good team. We think we're all right. We think we should have some success, right. If we go out the gates and we, we scuffle a little bit, like we can incite the panic as coaches, or we can incite the calmness, the steady, right. Like the trust, yeah. the faith in, in, in what we've done and what we've, what we've, what we've worked for a little bit. Right. And so I think yeah. understanding your group is a huge part of that too, because like, you can't, you can't, you know, can't do the wrong thing at the wrong time and expect good results. Right. So um, yeah. I, I think that's a big piece kind of, kind of too, but like, yeah, I think you just got to call for what it is. You know what I mean? If you need to mm-hmm. trust it, keep trusting it. If you need to abandon ship and figure out a different plan, like, yeah, let's abandon ship and let's figure out a different plan. You know what I mean? Interesting. I've definitely seen both sides where it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the coaches are calm right now. Like, okay, I think they trust us or uh, why, why are they freaking out? Is this, are we, are we bad? Like what's going on here? Uh, yeah. Do we need to reevaluate? Like, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time in the season for sure. And you even made mention to this, like you hope that the starting nine in week three is the same uh, as week 16, but you know, things happen, like changes happen um, for the Tuesday games or the Wednesday games, those midweeks. Is yeah. that a time where you guys can do a little bit more experimenting, I guess, to give guys uh, chances to expand their roles? Yeah, I think you try to you try to sneak somebody in there, especially offensively, especially kind of like the roster we have. I think we do have, you know, maybe maybe thirteen ish hitters that we kinda like and and we know, you know, should earn some A Bs, right? But at the same mm-hmm. time you want to keep the guys that are rolling rolling for the weekend, right? Like I yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it becomes a fine line of rest versus locked in, right? Like mm-hmm. when someone's locked in at the plate, like yes, the more at bats they get, the better. It just yeah, don't it, take them out. keep it rolling. Don't take them out, right? Like don't yeah. take them out. Um, but at the same time, right, we've talked about it. We've got some older guys, so I think we need to use Tuesdays smart early in the year and, and give guys some DH days and some blows and rest a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a piece of it, too. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, there's a couple guys you got to sneak in. Um, I think Tuesdays are also a good time to groom a young starter, right? Like, I think there's some young arms in our program that maybe aren't ready for Friday, Saturday, Sunday starting roles, but we want them to learn how to start, right, and what that feels like on game day like what it feels like on the bus over there or trying to get ready your routine. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I think grooming a Tuesday starter is always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's another time to groom like a Tuesday young reliever, right. Back end guy. Maybe. In a, yeah. The back end type, right. You want to have someone like that. So I think you give some opportunities there, but at the same time, like it's a great day for guys to get a bullpen, right? Like I've, it's so funny. Like I I've always had like one guy on every team I played on or coached on that he's a weekend starter and he wants to throw his bullpen on Tuesday in the game. And, 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 and every coach is like, 
really? And then at first they're like, why? And then the pitching coach is like, nah, he's this guy. Like this is, there's always one of these guys and every pitching coach is always saying, and I'm the hitting coach. Like, why are we wasting bullets? What are we doing? Yeah, um, yeah. And every time it helps them, it helps them though. You know what I mean? Like getting off the mound competitively for the bullpen helps the pitcher. And I've seen it hmm. every year and I love it every single time. I think it's awesome. It makes yeah. me so excited. You know what I mean? And so I love that piece of it. When you think of the Tuesday arms that come out, you see a Friday guy get rolling out of there and you did prepare for him as an offensive mm-hmm. coach. You're like, yeah you know what i mean like yeah but um I, I i like that part of it but yeah i think you give some opportunities out but at the same time you you keep guys in there and you keep guys in there that like you are expecting to start that are off to those early season struggles right like mm, yeah, maybe yeah. a guy's struggling out the gates and you know he's your left fielder like yes play on tuesday again keep going dude you mm. just need more at bats you'll figure it out you know what i mean yeah um and so i think that's a big piece of it too so what about the guys because there, there are these guys where they're not even, you know, sniffing a Tuesday at the moment. They're, you know, they're not sure. getting playing time, you know. So do you guys have uh, like inner squads or you try to get guys reps, competitive reps as well during the week? Yeah, I would say there's always like on the same side, offense and on the, the mound side, guys who just aren't, mm-hmm. aren't getting in the innings and the play. You can't fill right? them all. You can't. You can't. You can't. At the end of the day, you really, really can't. And so like, I think, A, like they should have known that already. It shouldn't be a surprise to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and then B, yeah, I think a lot of the time you're trying to get some some live ABs during the week, and maybe it's scrimmage, maybe it's just live ABs, whatever it is. Like there's a hitter, there's a pitcher, there's a there's someone's umpire, you know what I mean? Um, and so yeah. I think like that helps with guys who haven't got at bats, guys coming back from injury, right? Um, I think that's a big time for them. Um, but yeah, there's always innings to be had, and there's always like an arm or two redshirting, you know what I mean? Just straight yeah. up redshirting. It's like their time to throw, and so like I would say like you know there's a lot of home Thursdays where we do that, or or road week Wednesdays where we're, mm. where we're getting that in, right. Where we're getting some live ABs in. And so, um, and maybe I'm working on something with a kid right in the starting lineup and I want him to get the live ABs. And so, um, yeah. there's always time for that during the week, but yeah, I say a lot of those guys who aren't getting at bats, like that's their, that's their time. And, and maybe their time is also like, you know, 30 to 40 minutes in the cage one-on-one, like working on something for the swing for mm. summer ball. Right. And I'm not, I'm, like I said, I try to be as transparent as possible with the guys like, I will like it might be February and I'm talking to somebody about their summer ball summer and what they need to be ready mm. to do because that's the truth man like that's that's your next time to look forward to something and it's important for your development right because if you're not going to play a bunch as a freshman like you going out and having a good summer where you're focused on goals and what you're trying to do is super important to the mm. next calendar year where maybe we're counting on you you know what I mean uh, and so I think I think that's important just to be honest and keep it clear to some of these kids man they're only hey 18 19 years old right like don't, don't keep guessing you know what i mean yeah so you're a big believer in summer ball then mm. yes i coached it and loved it had a good time but like it is it's the best chance for especially hitters right like the pitching side is tougher right bullets don't want to waste them like you tell me yeah. um but like on the hitting side like it's the best time for a kid to go out and try and do something that like within the confines of the spring season like yeah, like, you know, we, we have a shortstop who I think has got some wiry pop and I want him to try and hit some more doubles, right? You know what I mean? And, like, during our season last year, I just needed to put the ball in play. You know what I mean? So if we went up there with a good swing, hacking a little bit, you know, myself and the boss man were going to be pissed. And so, like, during the summer, I was like, hey, go be free. If you punch, it's okay. Like, go get some swings off early and maybe with two strikes work on like taking it back and two strikes, whatever, like mm. have a good at bat. Right. But like, yeah, go be free. You know what I mean? I think it's important. Maybe it's someone working on moving from second base to center field or, you know, the outfield back to the infield, right? Like all those things. And so, yeah, I think summer ball is very, very Definitely. important. 
Um, and it just depends on your overall health, whether or not it's, it's the right thing for you, because that's the one other thing I will say, like, if your body's banged up, your body's banged up, like, don't yeah. go sit on a bus in Rochester, Minnesota, just so that you can, you know, put your ankle up in the air or whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we even all for guys, yeah, even for the guys that are healthy though, there's definitely a subset of players that, you know, maybe they want to go train at like a facility, uh, do something like that. Have you uh, had players like that where maybe they want to go develop, you know, at a, at a facility instead? Yeah, I would say, like, there's only been, like, the rare one or two where it, like, doesn't align with what the coaching staff's thinking. Like, I've had guys who have wanted to develop at those facilities and do things, but it makes sense, right? Like, either they had a ton of at-bats or they threw a ton of innings or they were hurt, right? Like, it made perfect sense with what was going on. There's only been a couple guys who, like, didn't have innings and didn't play and were like, I need to go to a facility. Like, I don't need to go play actual baseball. You know what I mean? You have an assignment for them probably, too. Exactly, right? And so, like, those couple times, like, I, you know, made my case. And, like, if it didn't work out, like, you didn't agree. Like, maybe you weren't exactly coming back to the program. Like, I don't know what what ended up being the thing. But, like, for me, like, yes, if you have not been playing, playing, like, go play versus go train now right like you know obviously like if you need to be better to play like training is something you need to do to be better good enough to play but if you're here and you're in the program to be good enough to play you need to go play you know what yeah, i mean um, so that's kind of where i'm at okay i want to ask one last question about san jose state in particular yep. from your eyes what's what's like the most unique part about san jose state or what what sticks out to you about san jose state and the program just as a whole what is one unique thing? Um, I know it's I a can tough tell question. You, yeah, no, it's a tough question. I on the unique side, I'm not sure I got like the perfect unique one. I can tell you what I like for sure. And yeah, yeah. What, I like, what's the, yeah. what's your favorite thing about being at San Jose State? Then I'll my ask it like thing, that. My favorite thing, hands down, it's been this way since I first got here. It's just the people of our athletic department, and a little bit mm. of it is I, I, my boss. You know, he hired me. I was 25 years old. I was young JC coach, right? Like, took a chance on me. And it's like me and him have a very good relationship. But, like, you know, he's got a good relationship with the football coach and the golf coach and the tennis coach and, hmm. you know, the women's volleyball coach and the women's soccer coach and the men's soccer coach down the hall. It's so like the one thing I really have enjoyed since being there is just some of the other coaches on campus. Like, our men's soccer coach, like, is apparently a very good soccer coach and our women's golf coach is a very good women's golf coach right like there's some really cool people around like talk and like converse mm. with and on the flip side like i'll have recruits on campus and we'll be walking around showing them the academic center or the weight room and we'll bump into the head football coach and coach brennan's just like sitting there talking like giving a recruiting pitch to a baseball player he knows nothing about doesn't wow. know where he like he knows nothing about him right mm. um and so like i just really enjoy our people and i think we have a very like diverse group of people that work in the athletic department from the academic mm-hmm. staff to the weight staff to the training staff to like you know all the coaches involved and, and it really reflects the city and the school and the kids right because it is mm-hmm. a very diverse area um socioeconomically racially like the whole thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I i think it's kind of special in that way and i think our roster reflects that i think all the rosters on campus reflect that and they should reflect that because of the city and the school and, and, and what draws you there. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's the part I like, I, you know, I'm a California kid through and through and yep. grew up in Long Beach. And so I like the city a little bit too much, but um, that part of it, I, I know I like the best. I wouldn't say it's unique necessarily, but it is us. You know what I mean? I do. I think we are uh, a very diverse place and a very diverse school. And um, you definitely, you have a lot of options in terms of fun and friends uh, around the area. And so mm-hmm. like between the people, 
and just the diversity as a whole, like that's definitely what I enjoy the most about Kansas State. It's a good mix to have. No, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I want to get to the personal side. How, did you know you were always going to be a coach? Is that, is that, you know, day one, like, or playing baseball uh, or whatever, like, did you always want to be a coach? I would say once I got to college baseball, it started to become pretty real. Like I was a freshman okay. at the university of Oregon and um, had some pretty cool coaches, coach Horton, coach Wazkowski, mm-hmm. coach Oldman, right? Like there's three yeah. right off the bat that are pretty solid. <laughs> and so like, I, I just really enjoyed what they did for a living and like how they did it. And like, the dudes they were at the time you know what I mean like I just the way they talked to us on a daily basis was a lot of fun I, I enjoyed that I went to a junior college played for Burberville Real you know the now head coach there Andrew Ramos and so like I I, mm. I really enjoyed them I, I did like I just loved the way they spoke to us the way they talked to us like why they did what they did and like the things we talked about on a daily basis and then when I got to UC Riverside and played for coach Smith and coach LeBlanc over there like it's when I really realized that like, I just like baseball that much. And I like mm. learning about it and why we're doing these things. And like, why you wanted to do this coach Smith, because you thought coach Gillespie was going to do that on the other side of the diamond. Like I wanted mm. to know why, you know what I mean? Sure. And so like, I got into that. And then once I learned like how important it was to like recruit and like get good players and watch good players and be right about good players. Like then you get hungry for that. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, I've just always loved baseball. Like, as long as I can remember, you know what I mean? It's the only thing I've ever cared about, older brother, right? The whole deal. And so, like, sure. for me, like, that piece of it, like, the part that, like, has become special to me and the reason why I think I truly do it is because those years as college baseball players, you remember, are very transformative, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. learning how to become a man. And, like, yeah. for me, like, the job is truly teaching the 18 to 24-year-old how to become a man through wins and losses, through practice and through class and responsibility and adversity and accountability. It's like through all of those things, right? Like teaching you how to become a man. And like, for me, Mm. like that's a pretty cool gig. Like I can get behind that. Like I wear the cutoff hoodies and the hats and do the (laughs) whole deal and hang out. Right. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find that very, very taxing on the like, stress level like obviously like wanting to win becomes taxing on the stress level so sure like, yeah the actual idea of the job and like helping kids grow up and, and live out their dreams and accomplish something like that piece of it's awesome you know what I mean and, and it is totally. I think I think having a clubhouse and having a locker room and having teammates and having you know 35 dudes to have your back at all times is, is something special you know what I mean and, and I'm sure it's, it's it's the reason you still have so many group texts on your phone and uh, fantasy football chats like i mean i do the same thing like it's all the guys right you know what i mean yeah so um it is it's a special time in your life it's a special time in mine and i feel like i just kind of get to like relive it a little bit and uh, enjoy yeah. that piece right and so, yeah um for me it's kind of fun it really is yeah have you thought about um what you'd be doing if you weren't coaching dude yeah i mean whew, i probably should probably uh, maybe like law school, something like that. I don't know. Law school. Um, yeah. I, I always thought that was maybe something for me. Uh, I like to argue a little bit, but um, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I, I honestly like a school, high school teacher, probably what I would have been like, you know, hmm. I would have been a, the cool U S history teacher that made you read the chapter and do the four questions <laughs> and watch a movie, watch four count, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, In a way though, like you have kind of that camaraderie with the students too. It's a little bit of the same, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Just, Slightly, slightly, not, not as much. It's different. But. It's close. Not. It's not as good. <laughs> not as good. Not at all. Okay. Last question. I want to ask about the recruiting visits. I want to. I want to ask if you have a, a juicy story about you know, 
it could be a funny player interaction, you know, co uh, coach to coach talk. You had a trip, uh, a, a parent, you know, anything really, if you have anything. Um, well, I got one funny one and it, I wouldn't say it's like that funny. It was funny for me, especially as, as assistant coach. So we were, uh, okay. no names, no nothing like that, but we were recruiting kids. Um, liked him at camp, saw him at camp, liked the way the arm worked, thought he, thought he was going to be all right. Mm -hmm. um, and he is, he's a fine pitcher, um, good kid too, uh, really good kid. And so he comes on the visit, and like, we had multiple kids on the visit, so we were kind of like going in and out of the office with families, and I'm like moving kids around and families around, but bringing them into the office to meet the head guy. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I think our pitching coach was in there at the time because he was a pitching recruit, and it's like he's with his grandma. I think it was like grandma and like mom or something like that. I'm not sure, but. They, they definitely did not have the greatest background in college baseball and understanding of what it was like. It was all new for them, kids' first visit. So like, this is all these things, like, just funny, right? Like, it, it's all leading. So, like, I didn't know all of this going into it, but, like, we got it because we just did camp and we were just bringing it to the visit, football mm. game. And so, like, I am, like, walking in and out, and I'm, like, hearing the conversation, but I'm not in the room. Like I'm hearing it all happen and they're asking about like the day in the life, right? And you know, like how busy is the schedule? It's like we're telling the truth, like it's busy schedule, right? We're gonna plan on his days, he's gonna be set, like boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Like no time to get in trouble, like gonna be fine. And the way grandma's voice, like, and you know how grandmas are sometimes, right? You get a little older, you just say whatever you want, like nobody, no repercussions, it's all good. And like grandma's voice, like I've heard like just blasphemy of like where was his time to do all of his schoolwork and homework it, it just it just melted me because it was so sincere and she got up wow. and left the room because she was convinced her son grandson could not play college baseball and do his homework all at the same time and i felt oh. so bad for this boy because he had no idea what was coming he had no idea his grandma was going to do that and he felt so bad and, like, the coaching I – mean, my boss had no idea what happened. The pitching coach had no idea. I just stood there in disbelief in a different room laughing my you-know-what off. But, um, yeah, oh, it was surprising because it was so sincere. You know what I mean? It really was. And we were trying to paint the picture of you can't get into any trouble in San Jose when you're this busy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, work, yeah. work, work. You know what I mean? And we said study hall and class. And so yeah. He's not enough. Sorry. Get out of here, coaches. I'm leaving. Stand I mean, up. It was great. There's got to be so many naive parents out there. Not to say it's a bad thing, but the amount yeah. of parents just who kind of lack the understanding of what goes on in college baseball, just how everything works. Like that, to me, that's the funniest thing. Like when just parents have no idea what is going on. And it's yeah. it's not uncommon. You know, it's not uncommon. No, it's that's, not, no, it's not, my parents are very agreeing to the process when we went through it too. Um, yeah, most probably are if they're oldest too. For sure. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. It's, uh, just the whole scholarships and different things like that. There's a ton of questions, right? And like, I ain't tell, hey, ask all the questions you got to ask, trust me. Mm -hmm. But just, oh man, just, it was like a TV show, her disdain for us, <sighs> thinking that he was going to go to wait, <laughs> whatever it was that we said. Yeah, it was just unheard of this schedule you had compiled. Yeah, it was, it was mm. right. It was good. But That's yeah, awesome. no, that was, for the most part, we've had some pretty easy visits and some good families. And, you know, there's the occasional, you know, father who talks a little too much for their son. But not right, and um, yeah. sometimes mom. You never know, right? Mom, mom talks too much for her son too. Sometimes, but um, there's some yeah. good ones. There's the occasional kid who's like, you know, afraid to say a single word in the boss's office, and 
you're just like begging him to speak right and yeah what do you do with that kid you just kind of let him be or like, like i feel like yeah, at the end of the day you gotta, let, gotta, you, gotta let, you gotta let everyone be themselves right and you gotta figure yeah. out that, that if you if he's a shortstop he's probably not for us right like we might need you to talk a little bit more yeah um, yeah but you know for the most part i think you know i think everyone warms up after a while but no, it is. It's telling, right? Like you gotta, you gotta let kids be themselves and figure out if that's the kid you want in your program, right? So, yeah, um, it's part of the gig. Uh, parents stay uninvolved, though. Honestly, like it's so much easier, right? I mean, come it, on. it is. Uh, it's it's necessary, I would say, right? Because of the financial part of it, right? It's like, sure, I yeah. It's where it's always necessary. Um, and then I think you know, at times it can become quite unnecessary, but ultimately, you know. Yeah. Hey, I, I get it, man. Like there's some families that like, you know, really, really aren't used to being away from their children. And, mm. um, you know, yeah. if they miss their kid, like I'm not going to be the, the Mr. A-hole and just be like, no, like don't talk to me. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's better when, when the kid drives the recruiting process, you can tell he's taking ownership of his career, which is something mm. we're going to ask of him when he gets there. And so um, yeah. it's usually the kid that maybe we tend to recruit more. Mm. I'm not saying that, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's all uh, part of it. I hear you. Yeah, that's the kind of kid I would want. Someone who like knows you know what, what, they're, what they're talking about. I mean, yeah, geez. Um, Thomas, that's everything I have on my end. Um, I would like to, you know, just give you like uh, a time for maybe some last words, maybe just like a message kind of for kids who are listening to this, um, who have interest in San Jose State, or even parents too, who don't, you know, know about San Jose State or want to get interested in San Jose State, how they can do that, how, maybe contact you, best ways, stuff like that yeah no for sure i would say first and foremost jack thanks for having me like this is awesome like crushing it my man um but yeah ultimately, <laughs> ultimately i would say like our website's got a lot like looking on the social media pages instagram and twitter i would say are definitely good ways to get a look at the program our social media team does a really good job and really paints good pictures but um i would say like for us if you're local to the area come out to a game like come watch us play mm. i think uh I think I would I would challenge a lot of recruits and anyone who's interested in us to come watch us play. And I think you'll know that day whether or not you want to play for us. I think it'll be pretty mm. evident. Um, and, and that's kind of how confident I am in our in our guys and our group and, and overall where the kind of program's at right now because of my boss, you know what I mean? And so um, I really do enjoy where I'm at. I enjoy the school. I enjoy the uh, opportunity. And I think a lot of that is because of these kids and, uh, maybe maybe one in particular, your friend and mine, and Jack Collette, <laughs> the, the redshirt senior captain, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, man, I, I've alluded to it quite a few times. Like, we've got a good culture. We've got good kids. He's not the only one, mm -hmm. um, but he's definitely the one who's been here the longest. He's been here longer than, than the head honcho himself. And so um, when we talk about the transfer portal and the ability to go do and, and whatever you please, right, and we talk about some of these kids who have been through a lot and been through some tough years in our program, and um, last year we were able to put together a pretty good one. and. And right now, I think they're pretty focused on, uh, on maybe putting together a better one, right? And so mm. um, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, man. I'm happy with our guys. I'm happy with our coaching staff. we got some really cool guys and cool people that I get to work with every day. And so I'm thankful and, and looking forward to the holiday season. And, and I would say to all the recruits out there to just stay focused on yourself and your work and what it actually looks like every day in real life and not on social media, but ultimately like what your work looks like on a daily basis in real life. I think once we get there, um, the rest kind of takes care of itself because there are a lot of places to play baseball and, and the right place would be your place. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for, for yeah, saying man. that. That was awesome. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. So, you know, so I'll just say once, uh, you know, once for all, thank you again uh, for coming mm -hmm. on and yeah, that that's going to be it. Um, 
Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week.